All right, Lindsay Starling's fun fact is... <laughs> Lindsay Starling has never gone on a date his entire life, but every year he gets multiple Valentine's Day gifts. From his mom. Not from his mom. From a pack of ravens that he gives birdseed to. They give him shiny rocks, strips of paper, every year on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Bird facts. Mr. Wren. Yes, Hargrave Wren's bird fact. Carrier pigeons can fly up to 60 miles per hour and make trips over 800 miles in length. But Hargrave has faster ways to communicate with people. Bird facts. Miss Crane. Oh, yes. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, I'm just imagining that Thea's older sister, Abigail, has the prettiest, longest, smoothest, shiniest hair, and that's why Thea keeps her hair short. That fucking breaks my heart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I make tragic characters. I'm sorry. <laughs> bird fact, 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 fact. It's the one without a bird name. <laughs> <laughs> but with a bird tattoo on their back that no one has seen yet, so I can't prove it. Bird facts, bird tat. <laughs> they have three younger siblings, and all four of the Anya siblings went through the same primary and secondary school. But because Quinn went first, all three of their siblings, without exception, get asked if they are related to Quinn Anya because of the horns. Those <laughs> poor children! <laughs> Quinn needs to adopt Thea, I think, is what's happening. <laughs> they probably want to distance themselves from their sister with all the news that's going on right now. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That'd be a great way to do it real fast. Guess who I'm bumming around with the convict? So, <laughs> so uh, Hargrave, I think, probably showed up in the middle of the night and was unable to join you guys on your exciting exploits. You guys just had kind of a bizarre run-in in the dodgy part of town with a fortune teller. Did you guys do anything fun in the evening? Quinn and Thea went and got mud face masks. Heck yeah, we did. And I'm sure... They had a conversation that went something along the lines of, So you like food? <laughs> <laughs> this is very relaxing. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is mud. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite lovely warm mud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Do you perchance fancy that fortune teller used real magic. I believe they did. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. There's a couple of poets over here. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> And then it's silent for the rest of the time. Thea just nods, but is nervous that the mud will fall off if she moves too much. And so Quinn does not actually see her nod. 
You guys probably got those little cucumbers on your eyes or whatever. <laughs> got mojitos. It's <laughs> a good day. It's a good day. Lindsay had a shit day. Spent a bunch of money at a fortune teller, uh, and that pissed him off. He had to borrow money from Quinn, that pissed him off. Company money. And then he went, so he left after that nonsense, and he found out the result of his bet. How'd I do? He lost the race. What does that mean? You owe 100 gold to the race. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? That's not how betting works. It's how it works here in Port Nara. You owe 100 gold by the end of the month, or we'll send the leg breakers. What? It's 5% interest per week. Um, <laughs> and then he groans and walks out. We know where you're staying, Mr. Starling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I go to bed after that. <laughs> Oh, no. Quinn does before they go to bed is write a long letter explaining what actually happened to their folks back home and sends off the letter using the fake name so that the letter will actually get there. Nice. Thea tries to draw a rendition of what happened, and it ends up in bad doodles, and she gets sad and goes to bed. Oh. Here's the thing. If the picture is a train wreck, it's probably a very accurate depiction. <laughs> that is a fair point. <laughs> this captures the emotional energy of the day. <laughs> so she's, she's doing all right. <laughs> when Thea dreams, is she like the supporting character in her dreams, too? Like, oh. just... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> probably never the lead <laughs> oh dear Hargrave do you do anything exciting the day before or the night before your meeting with Mr. Willanick you know Hargrave is on vacation now that was his agreement now he's in Port Nara and so yeah he's doing all of the things you know surf and turf by the beach those fancy little martinis or or whatever probably a mojito actually and you know he's probably like right nearby everybody else once he actually gets up and gets out of bed it's just one of those things where like he's always faced in the other direction and <laughs> they just don't ever actually see each other all right so you all have the address to Epic Enterprises headquarters here in Port Nara. It's not far. It's maybe a five-minute walk away. Are you guys going to all eat together or just head over? What would you like to do this morning? Hargrave, being an elf, probably gets up still a lot later than you would expect, actually. But he is going to definitely get up in time to, to have some breakfast. It's a resort. We probably have breakfast till like two in the afternoon. <laughs> That's probably, but, but I think our meeting is probably earlier than that. It's correct? at 8 a.m. Yes. Yeah. So, so he can't get up at nine and get breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn gets up at six, does their hour and a half of a workout 
and then like takes a bath and then waddles into breakfast at like 7.30. When you say you do your workout, are you like out running or something like that? I think, I think they're out running. You cover up? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't like that you keep asking that. Just asking. <laughs> I'm gonna give Lindsay a point of exhaustion, because I don't think he's ever owed money before. <laughs> he, he probably did not have the best night of sleep. <laughs> Just rolling in his bed, sweaty. <laughs> Oh my god. And also, I have to meet my boss, like my boss's boss's boss today for a meeting. That's kind of freaky, so uh, <laughs> I'm a bit of a nervous Nelly. I am just pit stains galore when I come down. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, I think Thea is feeling a bit anxious just about everything starting, so I don't think that she would actually go down to breakfast she would just be trying to make herself look presentable in the mirror and stressing about it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> just question, by like 7.45, has anyone showed up at the breakfast area? <laughs> I mean, Hargrave's probably been there since like 7 o'clock. Once he okay. finishes his meal, he gets a morning, um, a morning mimosa. Hargrave, roll history. <laughs> I roll history? Mm-hmm. Well, I rolled an 18. I have no clue what that adds up to. Oh, I'm proficient in history, so that's a 22. Uh, there uh, is a wanted fugitive uh, hanging out in the breakfast oh. courtyard. <laughs> well, uh, Quinn Anya, <laughs> who you recognize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You recognize very, very clearly, you haven't met them in person, but you recognize Quinn Anya by their very distinctive horns. They were recently uh, court-martialed, actually, by the Order of the Gauntlet and had been in prison. There was a jurisdiction issue, um, essentially. The Heptade was kind of arguing, we're court-martialing Anya for all these different reasons. They attacked their team, they endangered civilians, there's like seven or eight charges oh, that are pretty serious but the princedom that the crimes occurred in there's kind of some religious t- stuff tied up in it and the church is pressuring the prince to have them extradited and so that was all on pause and that was the last you had heard you have not heard anything about like a release or a pardon or anything like that you know um Hargrave is glad that he hasn't been hired to investigate, to do any private investigators on mass murderers, so there might be a bit of a, there there might be a bit of like a double take here, but he double takes and then he says to himself, you know, what a lovely day it is. And goes on. Uh, <laughs> Quinn looks over and sees Hargrave, not like doesn't recognize him or anything, but there's probably like two people down here, and so they just smile and wave, like the, you know, passing in the hallway friendly wave. Hargrave is good at smiling back. 
and gives a little cheers with his glass. <laughs> Quinn raises their coffee mug in return that they had just refilled, and you can smell the sugar from like 10 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys group up at all before you go over there, or are you just kind of all wandering over separately then? Do I mean, Hargrave hasn't met any of them. He has no clue that yeah. they're going to Do the same place, so... Do Thea and Lindsay come down at all by, like, 7.45? Uh, I would say probably by, like, 7.50, Thea would wander down there looking for black coffee. <laughs> Lindsay will come down the same time that, I guess, Thea came down. Uh-oh. Okay, so at about, like, 7... Like approaching 7.45, Quinn notices that the two of you haven't come down yet, and piles a plate of non-Quinn food and gets a black coffee and starts taking it up to you. Oh! The both of you. sweet! And so, like, you know, 7.45, there's a soft knock on Thea's door. Uh... So Thea is going to... I just imagine she was in the bathroom most of this time. <laughs> Staring at herself in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Words of affirmation. Exactly. You you can do this, Thea. <laughs> Magic is real. And then you cut to Lindsay. Magic's not real. Don't let this get you down. <laughs> Okay, so, so she'll go to the door and open it up a slight crack and then peek out. There's Quinn holding a plate of food in one hand and a coffee in the other and like another plate of food carefully balanced between the two. I was concerned that you and Lindsay had not come down to breakfast yet and so I brought breakfast up. Hopefully that was not presumptuous of me. Thea's going to blink at you and then open the door a little bit wider and smile. She looks a little surprised. (laughs) (laughs) That was very kind. Quinn nods and hands you the coffee and then has to like shift to get the plate out to you. And then... Of course, I will now deliver this other plate to Lindsay. I will see you downstairs soon. <laughs> Thea takes a sip, looking thankful, and then motions, like, just kind of ex- grabs her cursed stuff and then heads out the door trying to help you with the plates. <laughs> There's only two plates, so, like, Thea is holding one plate now. Quinn only has one other plate having deposited the coffee with you also. Um, and then they... You guys were hanging out all evening, but I don't know if you guys know where, where Lindsay's room is. Um, luckily for you, it's not far, and the door opens and Lindsay comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn says, oh, Lindsay. Oh, uh, it's you. <laughs> he says as though he was not the aggressor in the situation. <laughs> I have brought you breakfast. You got me milk toast? Yes. Bullshit. 
I believe it is French toast, but I'm sure the kitchen could whip up milk toast before we have to go. There's no, 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 there's no time. There's no time here. And I grab the French toast and I grab a glass of milk and I pour it on top. This will do. Thea looks so grossed out. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn doesn't look grossed out, but those that are observant notice that they are looking a different direction. (laughs) I am eating it with like almost like a little trough and I see Thea staring at me and and I... Are you making Quinn hold the plate this whole time? (laughs) You you delivered me food. (laughs) Are you just like eating it off the plate like a cat? A a little bit. And I stop when I'm being stared at and I say, "I'm, I'm sorry, did you want some? And I, I motion. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I think so I'm... somehow, <laughs> somehow these characters are totally different from Arden and Cyrus, and yet still exact opposites. <laughs> Same energy. Oh my god. Oh boy, that hit the spot. I am beat. Look, come on, guys. We gotta. We gotta rush. We don't want to be late. <laughs> I'm gonna say Hargrave probably left a little minute ago and is on his way, but you definitely notice this like trio seems to be like following you yeah. <laughs> on your way to Epic. <laughs> Hargrave's insight isn't that great, so probably he doesn't think anything of this weird trio being there. No sinking feeling in his stomach. Alright, so you make it to Epic Enterprises. It's not very far from the resort. Um, you know that the resort is owned by Epic, so this is not very surprising. Um, it's very similar to a lot of the other buildings. It's kind of the same white clay stucco with the really deep set windows to kind of keep things cool. And the, you know, kind of courtyard with the garden and the water feature. The water feature here is a little odd in that it's it's like a fountain, but it it's like a dragon shooting water up in the air, which is kind of an odd, it's not unheard of, it's sort of an odd motif and you head inside, the doorman greets you and ushers you up a set of uh, curving stairs to a little waiting area where there's kind of like poofs to sit on and like little table set out with snacks and more coffee and chai. Yes. To wait for, for this meeting. And Hargrave is already <laughs> sitting up there when the other three arrive. <laughs> he looks up and the first words out of his mouth are just like, what? Really? <laughs> oh, I saw you at breakfast. Yeah, you did. Um Are you are you our guide? No, I'm no. Uh Hargrave will stand up and like straighten his vest. He's not wearing a jacket because it is hot out. It says uh Hargrave Wren Private Investigator I assume Mr. Wallenick also hired the lot of you for some reason. You may have heard of me. I'm actually fairly good at my job. Have we heard of him? Roll history. <laughs> okay. Oh. I'm rolling at disadvantage because I am <laughs> tired. <laughs> 19. 11. Quinn, you have not. Uh, Thea, the name sounds vaguely familiar. You think you've seen him maybe mentioned in the news before? 
Um, but you okay. can't think of a specific thing. What'd you get? I rolled a 10. All you I'm... absolutely have not heard of I this. have heard of wrens, though, and all my mind is just, like, flush with facts about them. <laughs> Man, they eat spiders and insects. They're small. Wow, yeah, this guy seems pretty cool. Mia <laughs> is taking out her notebook to jot down his name. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mr. Friend. I am not caught up on current events or any sort of events at the moment. So, unfortunately, it is me who is not up to date. How do you spell your name? Uh, Hargrave. H-A-R-G-R-A-V-E. H-A-R... Anyway, I take no offense on even... The best private investigators probably aren't very well-known. Actually, if I were a little bit less well-known, I might not be here today. I recognize your name. Oh, thank you. Who are... I mean, I recognize you. But who are the rest of you? (laughs) What? No, he he says that too. When he says that, he's looking at... Quinn. Oh yeah, Thea just kind of automatically thinks he's so self-conscious. <laughs> Quinn nods and says again, "I'm sorry, I cannot return the favor." No, that's probably. I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily for the best if, uh, if in ex-investigator with the gauntlet did recognize me, I'd be, well, I'd be flattered, but (laughs) no, probably for the best. Quinn nods. We are rather on opposite sides of the same law. My name's Lindsay Starling. I'm just like trying to straighten my tie and I'm like just wiping the sweat off my forehead and I offer a hand with the same hand that I wipe the sweat off of. (laughs) Nice to meet you. (laughs) Hargrave gives even this sweaty hand a good firm handshake. Ow! <laughs> when he takes his hand back, he he takes a handkerchief out of a pocket and wipes his hand off it, being as polite looking as humanly possible while doing so. Is Thea just not going to introduce herself? Is she that burnt? Oh, I was just waiting. Then he'll turn to he'll turn to Thea and say, "And um, you're the last one left." What's your name? Uh, I'm Thea C- Thea. That's Thea Crane. <laughs> Does Hargrave yeah. know that name? Face palms. You have never heard of a Thea Crane, but you've heard of an Abigail <laughs> Crane. Um, she's the three-time first yeah. place champion of the Hefty <laughs> Summer Archery Games. Uh, and, so, <laughs> and so you know her as, like, you're vaguely aware that she does some stuff with art, but she's, like, a tremendous sportswoman and, like, does a lot with, like, marksmanship and stuff like that. Oh, are you related to the... Yes! Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> he gets 
the even with a low insight, I I don't think anyone could miss that. And he and he and he quickly says, "Well, Thea, um, pleasure to meet you." And he extends his hand for a handshake there as well. Yes, snaps close. Sophia snaps closed her little book where she was jotting down notes about Hargrave and very firmly takes his hand. (laughs) Hargrave gives as good as he gets. (laughs) She just keeps shaking it. She doesn't let go. (laughs) Yes, well, um, definitely nice to meet you, Miss Dia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at about at about this moment, um, the door uh, there's like a double door to the side, and it pops open, and uh, Patsworth pops their head out and says, "Oh, you're all here, excellent. Uh, Miss, uh, Mr. Willanick will be ready for you in just a moment, but um, if you want, you can take a look at these for a second. He'll want you to sign them before we have this conversation." And um, they pop out. They're holding a short stack of papers and some quill pens for you guys. They hand out these papers. Today, Chetty is wearing their hair as immaculate as ever, and they're wearing this jacket and suit with, that's just like the most lurid, horrifying shade of green you've ever seen. Um. <laughs> Tired Lindsay just like kind of brightens up and almost rejuvenates when papers are given to him. Oh, oh this will be fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> As you look it over, it's essentially a non-disclosure agreement to the effect that, you know, you you sign and are agreeing to not um, relay to anyone outside of Wally, Patsworth, staff that you are working with directly, and the officers of the Siren, anything that you learn about Epic's kind of operations on this mission. For signing an NDA. Is there a problem, Miss Thea? Hmm. Are we not allowed to talk about this? Well, as Mr. Willanick probably has mentioned, there are a lot of corporate secrets involved in this mission. It's a very delicate situation on a very top-secret installation. Right, so he just wants to make sure we don't pass it on to anyone who he doesn't want us to pass it on to. Exactly. We have a lot of corporate competitors who would love to be able to do the things that we do here at Epic. We'd rather they not get a leg up in this way. Lindsay turns in his paper first and then stands right next to Pat's work and, <laughs> and looks at the rest. I've got my eye on you guys. No sharing secrets, all right? <laughs> These are epic property. <laughs> oh, God, we've got a fucking corporatist. <laughs> he says as he is like sort of offhandedly but surprisingly attentively reading through the papers every word before finally signing them. Thea's just looking for stuff that makes her uncomfortable. <laughs> is there anything in particular that would bother? I'll be honest, I'm not a lawyer. Is there anything in particular that would bother her? I don't know. You know, like we own your soul. <laughs> you're all you're <laughs> that kind of bullshit. No, it basically entirely covers not telling anyone like where the installation is, what kind of work they do there, not taking any like items from the island and sharing or selling them, like that kind of thing. Okay, got it. So Thea will just kind of flip through the pages and then sign. 
Does it say anything about if Epic happens to doing something that's actually illegal? Or does the non-disclosure agreement just cover, like, physical objects on the island? Stuff about magic. It doesn't specifically name magic. You get the general sense that that's what they're talking about, though. It's very much geared toward, like, technology and, like, you know, corporate secrets and that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Quinn gets a chai first and then reads over the papers and signs them. They're probably the last one to sign them. If Thea is not the last one to sign them. Yeah. This, like, just destroys Thea's, like, opportunity for a scoop. <laughs> I'm not sure Thea plans to listen to it, but yeah. She signed, she signed second to last. Yeah. And kind of hands it over with a really weird expression on her face. I think Quinn and Thea share a sidelong glance as they both sign it and then hand in the papers one after the other. Lindsay is beaming. Boy, what an adrenaline rush that was, guys. (laughs) That was great. This is going to be a good day. Much obliged. I'll be back for you all in just a moment. Uh, Can I get you anything else or will this suffice? They kind of gesture to the the little spread of snacks. Lemon drops? Uh, Do you have any towels? Lemon drops and towels. Fantastic. They kind of snap and like relay this to some kind of foot servant who comes by and they rush off to do it. Uh, Chetty slips back into what you would presume is Mr. Wolanik's office. I'll be back in two shakes. As soon as Chetty's gone, I rush over to Quinn and I hand, hold out my hand with four silver coins. Listen, Quinn, take this, all right? We did not spend company money on a fortune teller last night. Got it? (laughs) This is yours. Take this. Quick. Do I hear that? Uh, I mean... I'm doing it in the open. I'm just trying to hide it from, like, I don't get the sense that you're being secretive. You were there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't, like, putting myself there. (laughs) Uh, thank you. Let's see. Uh, Don't. Okay. Don't ever lend me money again. (laughs) We did talk to that fortune teller. It was a crock of shit. I don't know. I wrote down the symbols. I don't think it was a crock. All right. Here, let me prove it to you right now. If they were a real fortune teller, they would have bought epic stock and they'd be rich, but instead they're living in the throat. (laughs) That's not the way that works. I mean, it would be impressive if it were, though. It would be. I'd go to that fortune teller. Uh, as would I. It's a very convenient answer. It's not how it works. So it just, it's only deals and vagaries, huh? You and my mom would get along great. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so rude, I'm sorry. <laughs> Quinn, Quinn takes a step back from Lindsay. <laughs> Hargrave sits down about as far away as possible and <laughs> helps himself to some of the snacks. Lin- Lindsay's not backing down to your excuse me, but I want to hear what you had to say. Oh my god. Thea, I don't even have to do anything. Thea and Lindsay are going to murder each other. Listen, this is... Lindsay stands as tall as his little gnomish body can and faces, oh and faces Thea with his hands on his hips. 
Listen, this is my boss's boss, all right? Don't embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good job of that yourself. <laughs> hey! Right at that moment, uh, a foot servant comes up. Uh, did somebody ask for a towel? <laughs> yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> um, it's, getting, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> and I start It's jacking. actually very cool and shady. It's very pleasant inside. I am very sweaty. <laughs> from, not, from not sleeping and from getting angry and stressed, I am just dabbing my forehead. <laughs> Someone brings the lemon drops, too. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Listen, Lindsay. Hmm. I would really appreciate it if you would stop comparing me to my sister or your mother or any other <laughs> woman figure in your life. Lindsay thinks about that. I appreciate the words that are coming out of your mouth. And oh, no. I, oh, my God. I understand where, where you're coming from, and I will take that into consideration. Huh? He thinks he did that, like, super well. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, behind you, you see Quinn make a horrified expression. <laughs> Is that not good? <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah, Hargrave doesn't know these okay. people yet, so he has somewhere between a horrified and, like, a really amused expression. <laughs> The horror is more that he has to work with them, though, than that he's actually horrified by what Lindsay is doing. Okay, wait, all right, listen. I'm stressed out right now, okay? I can see Quinn's face just, like, shaking, like, no. <laughs> You're a monster. All right, listen, Thea. <laughs> I... You're stressed out. I'm very stressed out. This is this guy could make or break my career with a snap of his fingers, all right? Lindsay. Yes. I'll make you a bet. I don't gamble, though, so no. Magic is real. <laughs> no, it's not! <laughs> and I start dabbing you, my forehead. <laughs> you do realize that this man who could make or break your career is sending you to a, a distant island with a criminal, a private investigator, and he looks over to Thea. I'm a reporter. <laughs> and a reporter. Yeah, we're on a rescue mission. Yes, and, and a bit of an investigation, that's right. And, um... I don't see where magic comes into this. I have a hunch a large portion of this mission does in fact have to do with something that would be commonly perceived as magic. Jeez, um... Just pinching my forehead in my, in my nose, like... Okay, listen. We have differences of beliefs that happen sometimes among co-workers. How about... We agree to disagree, but we focus on the work at hand, huh? Work's exciting. If we all think about work, that'll bond if us. If you stop comparing me okay. <laughs> and just go along with the mission, okay. then maybe we could get somewhere I, I know and not have conversations <laughs> like this. I... I... Agree. Wow. Thank you. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> right at that moment, the door swings open again. <laughs> and it's it's Patsworth in their horrifying green jacket. Sorry for the delay, folks. Come right on in. Mr. Willanick, ready to see you now. 
Thea looks visibly relieved. Hargrave <laughs> stands right up and strolls on into the office. <laughs> Lindsay looks a little deflated. Quinn motions for Lindsay and uh, Thea to go first. Okay. Thea, Thea uh, makes some space between her and Lindsay, <laughs> but she goes. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, <clears throat> okay, so you walk in, and um, it's a large office. Most of the opposite hall is windows, which, with glass, which you know right off the bat has to be like monstrously inexpensive because it's super hot in Port Nara. There are not a lot of glass windows here, but it's not hot in the room, even though the sun is shining right in through, like through these eastern windows into the room. And it's not because the room is not big. Uh, it's because this desk is massive. It takes up something like a quarter of the room. And you can see that there's sort of a platform behind it. So that when Mr. Wallanik, even with his short stature as a gnome, like when he's standing up behind the desk, he's almost the height of Thea, probably. And so there are some comfy looking chairs sitting in a row of four in front of the desk. And then along the other side of the room is a massive fish tank filled with little flitty tropical fish. So Patsworth goes ahead and shuts the door behind you. Mr. Wallanik is standing behind the desk looking incredibly pleased and he clasps his hands together and says, oh, welcome, welcome all of you. I'm so glad you've made it in, in, in one piece. He pauses and looks at Quinn. I say, Rixanya, did you, did you have a scarf? And he looks sternly over at Patsworth. The scarf was lovely, but it was quite hot. Uh, yes, of course, Mr. Willenick. Uh, I understand that it's not the best uh, situation, Mixania, but you might want to consider covering up your identity while you're still in the port. I will see to that this afternoon, Mr. Willenick. My apologies. I apologize for the inconvenience. The other thing you notice in the room is that there's dragons fucking everywhere. Like little statuettes and little like paintings of dragons and little glass and crystal and stone carvings of dragons all over the place. He's kind you can see he has a bit of an obsession. Do dragons exist? Not as far as you know. Okay. Um yes, Mr. Wallanek. Oh uh, this is your idea of an A team. No, of course it's not. We're probably the B team or the C team already, but really? Really? Well, well, you see, I gave my players the prompt and this is what they gave me to work with, so <laughs> I did the best that I could. <laughs> so meta. <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried to think of a good reason. I was like, fuck you guys, you don't get a reason. I don't know why you're going to the island either. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say no, you are giving me this opportunity, but <laughs> clearly he's a very eccentric man. Yes. In his mind, this makes sense. He has a fish tank and a room full of dragons. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of a weirdo. Please, please have a seat. I'm sure you're all very interested to know about uh, this little job. Where does Lindsay sit? Uh, <laughs> I sit as close as possible to my boss, front and center. Do you move your chair to be like in the middle? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I sit as far away from Lindsay as possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Quinn looks at Hargrave. Hargrave takes a chair. <laughs> Quinn sits next to Lindsay. <laughs> so Mr. Wolanik sits down. He's wearing like kind of a crisp white suit. Patsworth kind of stations themselves um, at his shoulder with their hands behind their back. Well, I, uh, I've told you a little bit about this project. Of course, I couldn't divulge too much because quite a lot of it is um, rather the heart of some of our corporate secrets about the magic division here at Epic Enterprises. You see, as you may be well aware, the magic division is something of a new presence here at Epic. It's only been in the last uh, 20 years or so that it's been on the market. And that is because we have an installation out in the Eastern Sea where it all comes from. And we haven't found anywhere else in the world where magic seems to naturally flourish as it does there. So we've been working on the island for somewhere around 50 years now. And uh, as you have probably noted, he kind of spreads his hands. Something has happened, and we are not certain what. About two months ago, we lost contact with our installations on the island. They got a message out that was somewhat garbled, and that's been the last we've heard of anyone. We've sent in two parties thus far, and not heard back from either of them after initial forays. There's a total communications breakdown, and so my hope is that you'll get in, investigate, get in contact with the control team, and extract any survivor. This is not an attack mission of any sort. There's a lot of delicate ecosystems and uh, creatures on the island that have great value to us and I, I think to uh, beings around the world on a sort of meta level. We want minimal disruption to the environment. This is a stealth mission. Do you understand? <laughs> Lindsay's sweating profusely but nodding his head to his boss. Mm -hmm, yes. Uh, great great speech, boss. I'm gonna look over at Lindsay. Do I catch his eye? Uh <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm a corner glare at you. What's up? <laughs> I'm going to mouth the word magic. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 Lin Lindsay just like <laughs> just frowns at you and then just like turns his head back in disgust like <laughs> actually at that I, I scoot in closer to the boss hold on boss boss <clears throat> yes Mr. Starling raising my hand <clears throat> okay listen I understand why you would need me you know I got a company man I'm gonna make sure <laughs> gonna make sure all of our assets are are protected um i understand why you're bringing this uh very infamous person and i motion towards quinn they seem like they are very capable and handy and tough and uh you know private investigator they can find things that makes sense but um i mean <laughs> Do we really need to spend money on a, on a journalist? I mean, come on, boss. Hey! <laughs> oh, <laughs> I tried to whisper that part, but apparently not, not well enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Mr. Wolanik seems tolerantly amused with you. 
<laughs> I say, Mr. Starling, that doesn't seem like quite the way to bond with your team now, does it? Undermining them before you've even started? <gasps> Didn't you say something about wanting to be a team player, Lindsay? Oh shit. Just drenching sweat. Thea raises her eyebrows. Hargrave <laughs> looks just slightly dubious, but not like a drop of worry or sweat on his brow. I, uh, I, 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 you know, I, 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 I'm, you're right, I'm a company man boss, and I, I apologize, I will not undermine my, my peer. In fact, I want to, and I get up out of my chair and I walk towards Thea. Oh, God! <laughs> I hope that one day you and I, and I attempt to clasp your hand. <laughs> I would like to move my hand out of the way. Uh, roll of posting dex checks. All right, I'm giving myself this advantage because I did not sleep last night. Uh, I got a four total. Uh, Eleven. You guys do an awkward slap fight, but Thea ultimately manages to keep her hands free. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I hope that one day that you and I can form the strongest relationship between a man and a woman. That we can be, we can be work friends. Are you on your knee? I should be. <laughs> I hope that we can be work friends one day. And I am a team player, and I. Uh, this is the last, uh, you know, I'm just going to sit down and be quiet, Mr. Wallenek. <laughs> I've had a bit too much, too much uh, milk toast this morning. <laughs> Give me a sec. I'm in physical pain from the phrase, like, as a man and a woman, that we can have the best relationship we can be. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, just kind of has a shocked, frozen expression. Okay. Um. Hargrave scoots back in, <laughs> scoots back in slightly, looks over to Mr. Wallenick and says, Yes, so, well, that's all mighty wonderful. Well, so when do we leave? Uh, tomorrow morning, actually. Uh, we've arranged for a ship and a guide. Um, both have experience. We've done the route before. The guide has extensive experience on the island. Um, so I think that they will be able to guide you quite well and be available to back you up and extract you when when, when you're ready. Um, as far as we know, we don't think anything seems to be going on around the island. We don't think this is any sort of external thing. Um, but we do suspect there may be sabotage involved. Um, and so, hence the, the focus here on investigative capacities, and he kind of gives a stern look to Lindsay. <gasps> focus on uh, folks who have a great deal of experience doing research and investigation. A absolutely. I mean, that was my... I am uh, speaking of Miss Crane. <laughs> I shut up. I sit back down and I scoot my chair backwards. Thea is smiling. As well as, of course, Mr. Red. And he waves a hand to you, Hargrave. I must admit as well... Um, this is something of a personal request. You see, the director of operations on the facility is my son. So it is not a uh, purely economic interest I have in the safety of the survivors on the island. He looks down thoughtfully at the desk for a minute and then 
sort of pops back up. So, uh, any other questions? Wait, you're sending an investigative team to save your son? Yes, you have the right of it. Uh, yes, well, I wasn't going to say no either way, you knew that, so I'll do my best to recover the survivors and find out maybe what went wrong for you. Uh, are we supposed to attack them with our quills? No, I've, I've, as I've mentioned, this is not an attack mission. I yeah, you would rather you not attack anyone if, if it can be helped. <laughs> <laughs> there are creatures on the island, sure, who are that are, uh, you know, as any as any creature will, will you know have a tendency to want to defend themselves. But they are investments of the company and natural wonders in and of themselves. I, I don't wish for there to be any violence if possible. This is not a, a raise and burn mission. All right. Thea just nods. Is uh, is there? I know we briefly talked about hazard pay and overtime. I um was wondering, is there any sort of opportunity? Like, will we get paid immediately on return? Do we get paid beforehand? I uh, I uh, I could really use. <clears throat> hundred gold, or uh, you know, roughly as much. <laughs> Mr. Molanik is giving you kind of a weird look, and then Chetty bends down and whispers something in his ear, and he goes, "Ah, I see, I understand. We will take care of the Hadrosaur bookies for you, <laughs> Mr. Starling." Oh man, I love, I love Epic. I love Epic, guys. You're great. <laughs> uh, there will be a reprimand on your on your run. For, for that whole debacle, but what? <laughs> don't worry, I think this whole thing will probably erase it. Oh boy. I, absolutely, I'll do my best here, I promise. So, uh, Patsworth here will get you outfitted today. The ship will be leaving on a high tide tomorrow morning, uh, if, if we can get that arranged. Um, do you have any other questions? Yes, um... How many teams did you send in before us? You'll be the third. Hargrave just sort of nods. The first one was, I think, vastly underprepared. Um, and the second one, I think we went a bit of a wrong direction and uh, tried to come at it en masse, which really, I think, is the wrong way still to go about it. Um, that's why we're going for a stealth direction this time around. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes, Mr. Stop. I put my hand down. Is there any sort of bonus if we were to rescue members of the previous teams? Are you? Quinn starts saying something and then doesn't. I should hope that you wouldn't be leaving anyone behind. I mean, absolutely Mr. not. But above and beyond work, you know, you got to reward success. You got to reward. His his face is kind of getting stormy. <laughs> a little bit. You know what? I never mind that question. <laughs> I'll find it in the manual. Stands <laughs> up and and looks over to Patsworth and says, "Well, this is sounding like a bit less of a vacation than I thought it would be, but no issues there. Let's get going." <laughs> right, you are. Uh, unless anyone else has questions for Mister Wolanek while you have his time. I put my hand half up. Mr. Stalling, what is it? Can, before, can Quint, like, staring straight ahead at Mr. Wolanik, 
shakes their head no, reaches out and puts Lindsay's <laughs> hand down. Abs- absolutely, please do. Alright. <laughs> well, while this whole exchange um, is going on, uh, Thea, please roll me a perception check. Oh, crap. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Candace. I rolled a 12. You feel like you're being watched. Like, you know that kind of hair on the back of your neck feeling? Oh, You feel like a really weird, like, something. You're not really Um, sure why, but you get that sense that someone's watching you. So she's gonna lift her shoulders. You know when you have like a scratch on your back or you feel like like the angel tickle up your spine? Mm-hmm. You know? So she's gonna lift her shoulders a little bit and then look behind her and all around a little bit confused, like looking for somebody in the corner of the room. There's no one back there. The only thing you see back there is the fish tank. Okay, she's just gonna shrug it off. Anyone want to do anything else while you're here with Mr. Wolanik? Hargrave wants to leave while he's here with Mr. Wolanik, but that doesn't have anything to do with Mr. Wolanik. <laughs> it says, thank you for your time, Mr. Wolanik. We will follow Ch- Chetty forthright. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, perhaps with here can uh, certainly answer any questions as well as <laughs> pr- probably better than I can in many cases. Um, I'm sure they will take excellent care of you today. Good luck to you all. I'm wishing you the best. And he kind of gives you a perfunctory little bow. I start clapping. Thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> great kind of great speech. at you like, um, what? <laughs> he seems taken aback by your result. So inspiring. <laughs> Quinn bows in return. Thea just nods her head and gets up. <laughs> kind of still looking around just a little. Do I notice anything around the room? I mean, the fish tank is really odd, but other than, you know, the fish tank and a few cabinets, there's not really anything else in the room of note. I mean, it's been a really weird few days, so she's just gonna gonna play it up to her own nervousness. Chetty sweeps you off. They grab the platter on their way and bring it with them. (laughs) Quinn silently looks over at Chetty and gives them an appreciative nod. All right, so Chetty sweeps you along, chattering at you as they go, kind of explaining the ship and the docks and blah, 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 blah. We're going to get you outfitted today. I'm assuming that you've all had basic self-protection training. Like We can get you by the armory uh, later here if you'd like. And uh, I believe Dean is taking care of a lot of the survival gear and the camping gear. So he's got all that covered. But Mr. Willanick has generously agreed to let you all have a magic item from our stores. Um, And they're kind of uh, pulling you down a quiet hallway. And they open kind of an unassuming-looking door to a well-lit room. It's sort of long and narrow, and there's like a long counter kind of running the length of it. And there's a dwarf sitting behind the counter with a loop looking at something or other in his hands. The back of the counter has like just dozens and dozens and dozens of dwarves in it. Behind the dwarf is a closed door that's locked. And then there's also a a crate 
on the floor that's kind of open and has some other stuff piled in it. This middle-aged looking dwarf with kind of salt and pepper hair and, and pale eyes looks up and grunts when he sees Patsworth come in. Ugh. So as, as they're walking, Hargrave notices Lindsay's look when, uh, when, <laughs> when Patsworth mentions magic items and he just kind of looks at Lindsay and says in a fairly normal voice, so, um, how exactly do you work for a company that is known to be making magic devices while you are clearly so, um, disbelieving in the existence of magical devices? <laughs> for a private investigator, you should sure know a lot about Epic. That's like 2% of our gross domestic product, alright? We are primarily spice, uh, we can do a lot of the silver trade, wood, lumber, this is, this is just like a fringe element, alright? Not, it's not what I signed up for. As a company, we do not have a domestic product. Uh, as you'll recall, <laughs> Mr. Starling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right that it is. <laughs> you are correct that it is currently a small percentage of our uh, overall profits, but it's been growing quickly in the last several quarters. Dram, I believe you can help us today. Dram, the dwarf, kind of looks up and just grunts at you guys. Yeah. This the party? That's correct. <laughs> he gives you all kind of like an unimpressed look. Ugh. Takes the thing he's looking at, puts it back in his drawer, and then shoves it into the desk and pulls out like this massive book. Like slaps it down on the table. <laughs> and it just says catalog on the front. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in mind? Hargrave walks up without being bid to do so exactly and starts leafing through it, seeing if anything catches his eye. It's kind of divided into sections, so there's like a practical um, kind of area of like, you know, things that are like camping gear, but better um, in some ways. There's some kind of odd stuff in there, like rods of this and that, and rings and stones. As as you're leafing through it, he also pulls out a drawer from the desk and lays it out on the counter with a clatter, and it's just full of colorful stones. So, um, what are these? Stones. Protection. He kind of waves his hand, shuffles through the, the rocks, making them clatter. Most of them have little symbols drawn on them. He picks up a red one, protect against fire, flips it back into the into the tray, and shuffles them around again. Like <laughs> this one builds a sand castle. Flips that in the tray. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, uh, do you mind if I have a closer look at those? He gives it like a short little shove and making the stones clatter again. <laughs> Quinn takes a, a single finger and starts to look through each of the stones individually while everyone else is doing their thing. Go ahead and roll Arcana. Cool. <laughs> Eight. They're sure shiny rocks. <laughs> oh god. Quinn spends the rest of the conversation leaping through every single rock. Hargrave probably pretty quickly 
focuses in on a particular part of the catalog and looks to the dwarf and says, oh, so can we have these custom fitted? Pointing to the clothes of mending. He just kind of gives you this dead-eyed look and goes, yup. Absolutely. Just pick out what you want and we will have it fitted overnight and ready for you. Absolutely. Since it sounds like we'll be out there for a while, I'd rather not have to do my laundry. Are they the self-cleaning or the self-mending? Well, the the self-mending clothes basically cast mending on themselves each day, which would also clean them, if I'm not mistaken. He kind of hefts himself out of his stool and goes to the door and unlocks it and disappears. Like, as he's going through the door, you can see that it's basically a storeroom. There's like, you can dimly see like rows and rows of shelves. He gives the, the box on the floor like an irritated kick on his way out. It makes everything inside of it rattle. And you can see some kind of like odd bits and bobs sticking out here and there. <laughs> Lindsay, how are you feeling about this whole thing? Like a kid who is going shopping with his mom, like super bored out of his gourd, just kind of like poking things, uh, healing crystals. Oh boy, mm, some sage and essential oils. Mm, this will be helpful. Uh, rabbit's foot. Mm, just kind of like walking around, looking at the crap. Just like, mm, boy. You seeming a little glum there, Mr. Starling. Is there anything in particular you have in mind? Oh, I think I'm uh, I'm good on all, all of your... Uh, all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Asdram is coming back out of the storeroom with like an armful of uh, clothes. He gives the, the box a, a kick again. And as he does so, you see what looks like a stuffed, like a, like a plushy kind of style, like stuffed parrot head. Hey, what's that? What, what you got over there? I scamper over. Mm, not allowed behind the counter. <laughs> he gives you a shot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Don't be sore. Just because my team kicked your team's butt in, in pub quiz. Come on, Dram. <laughs> We're co-workers. Let me see what you got back there. Dram, like, from another city. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Swing and a miss. Sorry. <laughs> hey, come on. He is built like a brick shit house. He, like, bodily shoves you <laughs> What are, you, what are you hiding back there? Some good stuff? Ah, come on, Dram. Let him have a look at the deli box. He's a bit of a skeptic. Maybe he'll find something interesting in there. Dram just is like rolling his eyes like, oh, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Grabs the box and like slams it on the counter. With whoa, 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 whoa. At, at Pat's worth. <laughs> That's epic property there, buddy. It's the deli dump. I, uh, what do I find in here? A bunch of weird shit. You see, like, a really... It kind of... The whole box kind of smells. And you think it's coming... There's kind of this, like, weird manky bag um, with a rat embroidered on it. Um, You see, like... You see, um, there's like some kind of, it looks like a weird little wand that's got like fucking rubber octopus tentacles sticking out one end of it that are like wobbling around weirdly. Um, and the, like a, a chicken statue that's like got weird rubies and stuff sticking out all over it. Like the thing that you saw is it looks like someone took like a stuffed parrot doll and a baby doll and cut them in half and stuck the parrot head on the baby doll. 
Oh. I'm talking my language now. <laughs> Whoa, you guys got toys back here? These are great investments. It's not... I used to look it over. It's not in the box, though, so it's not mint condition, but... This is pretty it's good. as mint as it gets. They don't box them on the island, kid. So this is a one-of-a-kind? That's the dilly dump. I mean, the, the dilly box. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, this might actually be worth something. Uh, yeah, I'll take this. Dram just looks beyond annoyed. And he, like, flips through the catalog, just giving Chetty the most annoyed face, um, and turns to a blank sheet. And like looks at, he looks like he doesn't even know what to write down. Like it's clear that this thing wasn't cataloged already. And he writes down freakish parrot baby. <laughs> Checked out like on a, on a fresh line. It's pretty cute. Yeah, Dillian comes up with some pretty odd ideas, but uh, some of them turn out better than others. I'm Dram's like, just like, <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> Look on his face. <laughs> I'm like holding the baby doll, like just inspecting it. I find a little pull string and I pull it. Uh, oh, it's a talking doll. That's neat. I, I yank it. <laughs> my name is Beezlebob. Oh my god. It's horrible. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> seeing the, however, seeing the dwarf coming back out with like piles of clothes uh hargrave just looks at him and says oh i'm um, sorry that won't actually be necessary right now do you have a sheet of paper he gives you a sour look and like rips a sheet out of the empty part of his catalog <laughs> and slides it across the desk to you hargrave <laughs> writes down his measurements and what he's looking for he knows all of this information off the top of his head oh excellent Dram, Dram actually looks kind of pleased now at this point when he understands that you like already know what you want. He just like gives you a curt nod. <laughs> <laughs> you see anything interesting in there, Miss Crane? Okay, she's looking for things that look magical. <laughs> it's an entire, I mean, this might be like the highlight of Thea's life in that case. It's an entire catalog where it like lists like the name and then like the creator and then, like, a, an explanation of what the thing does um, with sort of different details of, like, how it works and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a catalog of magical items, and, like, 85% of them you've never seen in any of their shows. Okay. Thea has her notebook open and is writing notes about items. Perfect. <laughs> and doesn't look like she ever wants to give that book up. <laughs> Um, your hand kind of starts to itch as you're doing that. Like, the back of your hand itches. Like, it got tickled? No, almost like you have a bug bite or a rash, but when you look, you don't see anything. Okay, she's just gonna idly scratch at her hand and then continue flipping through the book. Just kind of not paying attention to what's going on with her hand because the magic items are more important. You see all kinds of camp gear, and one of the things you see is a lantern that just keeps burning. Ooh. Okay, so Thea is going to get real intent on the book and get really close to it and then start pointing at it. <laughs> uh, 
this. Jam kind of cranes his head and looks at the book and is like, mm, and then like disappears into the back room again. <laughs> Thea looks super jazzed. Super jazzed. This is the best book I've ever seen. It is proprietary, Miss Thea. <laughs> uh, Chetty's kind of like wagging their finger at you. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Thea kind of quietly scoots it a little bit closer and continues to flip through it. <laughs> Are you still copying stuff out of the book? Yeah. <laughs> Your hand really itches. It's like it's not something you can just ignore now. And when you look at it, there's like a pinkish rash kind of forming on the back of your hand. Ah. So she's going to lift her hand and kind of shake it. And then she's going to bring it up in front of her face and start itching it. And I, I guess closes the book because she's more concerned about her hand now. Quinn looks over at Thea from the box of rocks. Is Aunt a miss, Thea? Uh, my hand really itches. I don't really know what's going on. Did you get bit by something here in the port? Are there lots of bugs? I haven't really seen any. You're in a tropical port. There are bugs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I recall seeing a few. <laughs> I don't know. Does it look like I have a bite on my hand? She's going to walk over to Quinn and, like, show them her I, hand. I do have medicine. Roll medicine. <laughs> Look, friend. It's my hand. <laughs> 17. <laughs> There's, like, a, a pink rash on the back of her hand. It's kind of, like, you know, a little bumpy. It looks like something you would get from poison ivy or something, but it doesn't look quite like poison ivy. I, I do not see a bite, so I doubt that it is a bug. Perhaps you brushed against a plant on the way over here that your skin is reacting to. Maybe. Thank you for helping. Of course. Maybe we can get you some ointment on the on the shopping trip. Um, as as Chetty saying this, Dram comes back out and clunks the uh, lantern down on the counter. Thea almost dances over <laughs> and then grabs it and hugs it. Aww. <laughs> Thank you. Aww. <laughs> He starts marking down that you've checked out this this ever bright lantern. Uh, What'll it be, Mixania? Uh, if I might, this ruby. And Quinn holds up that original uh, fire resistant ruby from the box, and they're like cradling it gently in their hands. Yeah, so it's a, a flat, round redstone, and there's a rune design carved in the top of it. Alrighty, is that everyone? We've got a firestone, and a lantern, and clothing, and the dilly doll. 